what one question is burning in the minds of people all around the world, especially here in America. And what's that burning question? Man, what's really going on with this COVID vaccination? What's another burning question? Do I have to take it? Is my boss going to make me take it? What's really, why are so many people saying they don't want it? Hey, I'm Dr. Fred Domenico. I'm Dr. Douglas Siena, And this is Resurrecting Our Freedom podcast. And the reason we give this, man, it seems like the whole world is burning up around us. There's a pile of ashes and we want to rise up, create a new world, take our power back, not be forced by the government, not be told what to do, not mandates, not locking down, not all this stuff, but know the truth so we can take our power back, take control of our lives, get our freedoms back and live the lives that God created us to have with our human, God-given human, and certainly constitutional rights. 100%. In the greatest country in the world. I'm super excited to talk about vaccines today. How about you? Yeah, because we're talking about the COVID vaccination and what they're not telling you, what you're not going to see on NBC, CBS, MSNBC, and Fox News, and even Fox News. So uh, first of all, if those are your resources, you're in big trouble. And we got some stuff that's going to blow your mind away. So we got a lot of things today. Stay tuned. Hang in there. And uh, if you got to hit the pause button, but don't don't uh, let this thing play without paying attention. This will change your life. Share it. Subscribe. Subscribe. We got to get this. Want to see a replay of that? We got to get this all over the world. So let's just start with this. Back in the summer of this year, both uh, Dr. Fauci, you know who that is? Yeah. And uh, also the FDA said that they would be thrilled and they would pass a vaccine if it were at what percent effectiveness? 50%. 50%. You got a quarter in your pocket, call heads. That's what you're doing. So, and then of course the vaccine companies, Moderna and Pfizer said they had a 97%. It's almost like they're upping the ante. They said they had a 97% effectiveness. So we have a lot of data about to share with that today. Yeah, we do. So where do you want to start? Okay, let's just start with this. So the British Medical uh, Journal, Dr. Uh, Peter, um, said that if, if you look at the studies and look at who was tested in the studies, and again, you have to go through the devils in the, in, in the details because they did not test everybody with PCR testing, and they didn't know who was actually positive and who wasn't. So without going into the muddle detail, they came out with only a 19% effective rate for this vaccine. Again, that's not 19% for people to get infected, and we'll talk about that as well. That's 19% effectiveness for people to have a reduction in symptoms after they've been infected. Okay, so let's explain this in a little different terms. So they have a whole boatload of people. They don't know who's COVID positive and who, right. who's COVID negative. But they give you a vaccination, and then they say, oh. Isn't our vaccination amazing? You didn't get COVID, but they might not have had it to begin with. Right. Yeah, that's right. basically what it is. So when they add it all up and they do all the statistics, 19% effectiveness, and that's what you're getting shot with. That's what people are getting shot with all over the world. And again, let's make this clear that when you do get this vaccine, they are not ever, nobody is promising you immunity from the COVID-19 infection. They are... Pr- promising you or trying to promise you a reduction in the symptomatology. It's a huge difference, which means, again, you can have asymptomatic spread. Okay, so let's go through this. Here is medical workers test positive for coronavirus after taking vaccine January 1st, 2021. Loma Linda University, that's LA. It's right up street. Hey, so they what do they do? They vaccinate a bunch of healthcare workers. So guess what happens? 
In this case, our healthcare workers got the first dose, and two to three days later, they tested positive for COVID. So, wow, how how's that immunity work? So they got tested. Three days later, they all get uh, positive COVID. Now, check this out. Here's what they say. Our hope. Hope is, is hope not a, a scientific strategy. No, it's not. It's not a strategy. It's not. A, no, so, it's not. It is a strategy. Unfortunately, a they're one. using hope and not science. Hope is a strategy. Do you want to hope you get a vaccination? Hope you don't get it, and then hope you don't die. I'm just curious, and we're going to talk about that. Our hope was that when we vaccinate, that nobody would magically get COVID. So, so they're they're here's a strategy. Hope. And magic. Right. That's there you great. go for a vaccination. That's, Thank that's you. That's our with scientific a, community. This right is there. our life-threatening pandemic. Oh, life-threatening pandemic. We magically hope that you don't die from COVID. So take this vaccination. Here you go. Doctor dies from vaccine reaction. This is, uh, well, this is, actually, this is old news. Doctor in Florida got an anaphylactic reaction. He had a uh, fish allergy, allergy to fish. Which they tell you, if you have any hypersensitivities or allergies, don't get it. Gets injected, dies. And there's actually a letter from his wife. Here, here's another one. Discussing, this is Frank Stefano. Check this one out. Who's Dr. Frank Stefano? He's a director of immunization safety office at the CDC. So we just flew to Austin for a boot camp. And what do they say? We're following CDC guidelines. So you have to wear a mask and you have to keep it over your nose. I'm Italian. <laughs> you know what it takes to keep a mask over this nose? I mean, if I move, move anything at all, nope, this thing wants to pop out, right? So <laughs> I don't have a problem with that in other areas of my body. I'm just saying. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so here we go. Discussing adverse effects following reaction. So he estimated that in, in eight countries, they estimated 38,000 deaths in the first month. This is a CDC. Give a vaccination in eight countries. I don't have the names of countries. 38,000 deaths. But here's what happens. They only reported 33 deaths. Right. So do you see on mainstream media that there's even 33? Do you even hear about 33 the estimation is 38,000, and you're going to learn a heck of a lot more about this in a little bit. So here's what he says. Dr. Frank Stefano, Director of Immunization Safety Office, Center of Disease Control, the one setting the guidelines for all coronavirus, by the way. The introduction of additional safety surveillance could potentially lead to a negative impact on the public's confidence on the vaccines and the willingness to participate in vaccination programs. So here's a guy setting the guidelines for what we should do. Say, man, if you really found out WTF was really going on, you probably wouldn't get a vaccination. So we're just not going to tell you. I just want to let that sink in a little bit, but that's so true. And also we, you know, I'm still in practice. You've been in practice for many years. And in those, in the history of the patients, how many times do patients mark off Allergies, how, like how almost often? everyone, almost everyone have some these days have some type of allergies. Correct. And yet, what is the stated contraindication for this vaccine? Allergies. Allergies. There and yet, <laughs> who did you guys put that together? Could you see where he was going? I'm just curious. 
<laughs> it's just sad to me that we have like these actual guidelines that they make themselves like they're making the rules, right? They're the ones that stated the contraindications to the vaccine, one of which is allergies. Another one is pregnancy, by the way. Oh, by the way, if you have an allergy and you get the vaccination, you could die. No, you can get anaphylactic. I know we're well, that's what it is. Like, anaphylactic can anaphy cause death. There are people who get multiple EpiPens because of this vaccine. Right. And you can die, which means your lungs swell up, you cannot breathe, and you die. Yeah. So if you have allergies, you can die. Yet, I don't know what the statistic is on allergies, but it's, but it's a lot. So check this out. Business Insider, December 19, 2020. The top WHO, World Health Organization scientist, says vaccinated travelers should still quarantine. That's right. Because there is a lack of evidence that COVID-19 vaccines prevent transmission. So why? Now, now get this. Check this out. Okay. So there's two ways we get herd immunity. Vaccination or natural exposure. Correct. Right? So now they're saying it's not going to be from vaccination. And oh, by the way, what we're doing is we're testing all these people that has a 97% false positive, but we're testing all these positive asymptomatic people. And we're saying, oh my God, the incidence rates of COVID is going through the roof. So what are they testing? Herd immunity. These are the two goals, herd immunity and vaccination. So vaccination has no science behind it. It's totally experimental. And they're testing asymptomatic people that they're testing herd immunity. And can we pause right there for one second? Dr. And they're calling that a pandemic, by the way. So this is also a very great concern. So as you know, this uh, virus is starting to shift a little bit. And now they're saying that the current vaccine may not be effective for this new current shift of the SARS-CoV-2, which means that this double dose of the vaccine is quote unquote, maybe too late. So now not only are you gonna have to get this vaccine, but now you're going to have to get another vaccine for the latest viral shift. So what a, a viral shift means, what, a, what do all viruses do? That's what they mutate. do. To, they, they mutate. That's they what mutate. they do. Rapidly. Correct. Actually, because from the time SARS-CoV-2 got introduced, there's already over 30 mutated versions. Right. But you know what a beautiful thing is? What? God gave us an immune system, and that immune system has T memory cells, and that immune system knows that once it's immune to the SARS-CoV-2, no matter what the variant shift is, your body maintains, according to newest research, maintains that immunity to that SARS-CoV-2. Okay, we're going to get to those studies too, so hang on to that thought, but let's okay. finish these thoughts. Bloomberg, Business Week, November 11, 2020, how a COVID vaccine can end up helping the virus spread. It may be possible to infect others after getting the shot. So here's the deal. Why do they want you to get vaccinated? Well, vaccinated people protect others. Same thing with a mask, right? Well, you wear a mask because it protects others. Get a vaccination so we protect others. Now what they're doing is infecting, actually infecting people, creating the infection in people to get an immune response. So here it goes. Vaccine that protects against symptoms COVID-19 could contribute to the spread of the disease. And, and if people get vaccinated, remain capable of carrying and transmitting the virus. That's a risk that's gotten little attention and and deserves public uh, public knowledge. But the propaganda and the marketing system of Pfizer, the government, all the support of the politicians, 
So they're celebrating the vaccination coming out. So, so what did they do? So Bloomberg sends a message to Pfizer and the Center of Disease Control, and they get no response. Yeah, that's crazy. So th- let me uh, put a little scenario around this because I, I happen to know a healthcare worker who got vaccinated. Now, granted, it was only after the first one. He got uh, the, the virus after the first vaccination. Here's my greatest concern is that there's a serious, like every healthcare worker has to get this vaccine for them to attend to patients. They have to, it's mandated, whatever that means. Here's my greatest concern. They get the vaccine. It doesn't prevent them from getting infected. It reduces their, their symptoms. Now they are taking care of elderly people who are susceptible, susceptible to viral infections. They're asymptomatic. They don't know that they have it. They got the vaccine. They're serving 80-year-old people in, say, a senior living center. And now they're going to spread this vaccine or this virus to very elderly susceptible people. Well, it's worse than that because if they get vaccinated, the same people that die of coronavirus, there was nursing homes and elderly people, mm-hmm. right? So they're giving it to elderly people and they're killing them off. Here's one in St. Anthony's nursing, nursing Home in Auburn, New York. They had zero... How much is in the space? Let me see. Zero corona deaths. Is That's there zero. anything in there? Okay, I can see checking. you. Zero corona deaths from the residents because they locked down, you know, shut them down, did all kinds of things, right? And then they they vaccinate 300 residents, 24 died. What's 24 divided by 300 is about 8%. That's an 8% death rate. They had zero, and now 8% of the um, population is dead. That's so sad. How about that one? Man, we got a bunch of good stuff Again, it's because this vaccine... People don't get this. The vaccine doesn't prevent an infection. It's It may reduce symptoms in 19, 19% of the population. It does not stop the infection. Nobody claims that. They have ran away from that point. It does not stop the infection. No. It doesn't offer the immunity. There's some vaccines which they will argue that if you give an antigen, you get an antibody response, you can actually, in some vaccines, they can say that it actually stops a person from getting the infection. This, in fact, does not, they don't claim that. Nobody claims it. Nope. So here, LA Times, of course, we know LA is, that man, that city is tanked. And so we know mainstream media is behind all this, right? And so we know mainstream media doesn't tell us the truth. There's tons of deception. They leave. Have you heard about any deaths? And I mean, I don't watch mainstream media, but I pretty much could guess and speculate they're not going through all these deaths. Well, if I give you 70% of your income, would you pretty much want to agree with everything I say? Well, exactly. So here's the LA Times. They report because the superintendent in LA County in schools say children cannot go back to school until they get vaccinated. Now here's... All the research, man, there is endless research that show children are not a means of transmission. And also children are not the ones who are dying from this virus. Well, yeah, they're not even a means of transmission. Right. They don't die. Right. Maybe if they did get symptoms, which is actually very rare, then um, they just they just plow right through it. So so what they're doing is now they're obviously they're targeting targeting children. Here's what also all the time says. Asymptomatic carriers can still spread the virus to others. Now we know asymptomatic carriers and then the World Health Organization itself admits back in June, asymptomatic transmission is very rare. Now get this, in Wuhan, Wuhan, China, 
China. Supposedly where China. this started. They did a study of almost 10 million asymptomatic people and found no spread. Right. 10 million people, including adults, in Wuhan, China, no spread between uh, from asymptomatic people. Right. And now, so what, the, what do they want to do? Hey, we just want to vaccinate anybody. We don't care. It doesn't even have to match science. The deal is vaccinate everybody. Before you move on, I have a point on that. I this is a prediction. This is I have no research on this, but this is just Douglas's personal point of view. I think that uh, it's going to become so problematic for them to give this vaccine to elderly people because I think elderly people are going to have so many side effects. Like in Norway, they are like now death. like death. So in Norway, they are now starting to restrict this vaccine to people eighty years of age and older. So my concern is they're going to find so many contraindications and a high fatality rate to those who got the vaccine, they're going to have to push this vaccine now into younger people who have a better chance of tolerating the vaccine than well, the elderly. Well, that's where the studies, they didn't even study the elderly in the vaccination trials. Of they course they wouldn't. They didn't even go above 65. Why would they want to? Well, they, they wouldn't because they know they would kill them. But it's interesting you mentioned Norway because here we go. 23 dead in Norway after COVID vaccination reports. So the Norway, uh, it's called the Medicines agency as of january 24 as january 14th 23 reports of death men reported adverse reactions so what they're saying is you know you're exactly right we're eliminating this and they're and they have changed their protocol what else it kind of reminds me of uh bear aspirin then they used to it's called remember baby's aspirin and they couldn't give it to babies anymore because it was uh, would cause race syndrome. So right. then they instead of giving it to babies, now they have to give it to adults. I feel like they have a, a they have a product, and they have to figure out what's the best cohort to give the product to to cause the least amount of harm that we can still deliver a product. Exactly. Now here's the thing: because of the propaganda, where they say pandemic, 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 everything's on the rise, everything on the rise. Yet California is opening up. Why is that? Supposedly we're open up. We can go back to our regular gym here. I thought it was opening up today. In spite of the fact that they say um, cases are tripled. Well, I can tell you that the governor of California said that the, um, the protocol by which they allow this to open up is so complicated that the general population wouldn't understand. So you don't, you're not smart enough, Dr. Fred, to figure that out. But our Good thing he is. But he is. So he Isn't has his own private little algorithm that he's figured out to figure out when this thing can be opened up. Yep. Yep. So here's the marketing of the sure. vaccination. That the U.S. is creating an illusion of scarcity to accelerate demand. U.S. officials have been attempting to direct the public's attention to the concerned drama of vaccine supply shortages in a slower than expected rollout. Why? Check this out. As more people hear about adverse reactions and more adverse events occur, ranging from life-threatening anaphylaxis, that means uh, you get injected, you have immediate response, and you could potentially die, emergency room visits to brain inflammation and death. So as, as we're finding out more and more about that, selling the experimental injections may become an increasingly uphill battle. So what do they do? 
They preach pandemic and then they preach shortages of the vaccinations and then they don't report the deaths. Again, the government just, I uh, just read today that uh, Biden said that they bought enough. Now you have to understand the government purchased these vaccines, right? Yes. So they, they, so they are a purveyor of the drug and they purchased enough for every person in the United States. So they have these vaccines. So that article, uh, I don't know when that was written, but the idea of to make it a scarcity is ridiculous because, because the government just indicated today that they have enough for everybody. Well, Biden has allocated 1.9 trillion, that's with a T, dollars for a COVID response. 400 billion for vaccination alone. 400 billion. So... I wonder who funded that. Well, well, not only did we fund it, but I mean, whose pockets is he in? Right. Who funded his campaign? How come they had so much money? Right. But why? Why would this happen? And then the funny thing is, he also mentioned last week during his campaign, he said the problem with Trump was that he has no solution for COVID. And then he gets elected. Two days after he gets elected, he says there's nothing we can do about COVID. About between 750 and 1,000 people a day are dying. When he was presented with that number, he said it is what it is. Well, it is what it is because you are who you are. That's why it is. The president has no plan. He hasn't laid out anything. He knew all the way back in February how serious this crisis was. Some interesting new words from the new president in the press conference on Friday talking about COVID. Of course, he's confronting the virus, saying we've got to get 100 million doses into American arms with 100 days. Something he said about the vaccine or the virus, though, had a lot of heads turning. Let's take a listen. If we fail to act, there will be a wave of evictions and foreclosures in the coming months as this pandemic rages on, because there's nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the next several months. I have no comment for that. I mean, that's just what it is. Well, there's $400 billion. So if there's no solution, it makes the spread worse. Then why $400 billion to vaccinate everyone in America? I will just say this. This is making the pharmaceutical industries so rich. It's a windfall. This pandemic is an absolutely windfall for them. And you have to follow the money. And our, and our next podcast, I, I, what I want to do is I want to go through sequentially what how Fauci actually predicted this. He said we're going to have a pandemic. Uh, so did Gates. And now this is happening. So I, I would love to get a little uh, into the weeds of that, uh, how this whole process played out exactly the way, like the way they predicted it. There will be a surprise outbreak. Given, as you heard from the introduction, that I have been around for a while and have had the opportunity and, and the privilege and the pleasure of serving in five administrations, um, I thought I would bring that perspective to the topic today is the issue of pandemic uh, preparedness. And if there's one message that I want to leave with you today based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. I think 
uh, an epidemic, either naturally caused or intentionally caused, is the most likely thing to cause, say, 10 million excess deaths. The impact of a huge epidemic, like a flu epidemic, would be phenomenal because all the supply chains would break down, there'd be a lot of panic, uh, many of our systems would be overloaded, and so you know, we all hope that doesn't come along. Using the flu vaccine doesn't really work that well in the equatorial regions because you don't get this lead time like we do in the, the northern hemisphere. Mm -hmm. But a universal flu vaccine, I think, would be brilliant because it would reduce pandemic risk. I also think the human health benefit would be larger, uh, particularly in developing countries, than, than we'd expect. You know what's fascinating? No. It's an amazing business plan. It really it's really is. what it is. If, if, if it, you don't care about people, this is a worldwide business plan. Right. How do we make money off of everybody in the world? Off of fear and off of disease. Yeah, there it's, you go. It is And the tragic. fear of disease. So check this out. Uh, Children's Health Defense Chairman Robert F. Kennedy Jr. But they say back from a federal study in 2010 that fewer than 1% adverse reactions are ever reported. So first of all, I don't even know if you're seeing this on mainstream media, all the deaths that are going on. So to date, VAERS has, and this was uh, about a week and a half ago, VAERS had reported 118 deaths from COVID vaccinations. In this country. So what's 118 times 100? Well, you just add two zeros to the number and there you go. Yeah, there you go. So it's 11,000. It was kind of a rhetorical question. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure oh, thank you. Thank you. I learned that. I don't know when I learned that. So thank you for sharing, doctor. We actually do have doctorates, by the way. Uh, 11,800, basically 11,800 unreported deaths. Correct. 11,800 unreported deaths. So when I, and this was a great question. When I go through all these reports, these... These stats and articles and things that I'm getting, these aren't necessarily reported to VAERS. These are independent research journalists that are getting the real story. Also, if I can comment on that, it's ironic to me that people who they put in as a COVID, SARS-CoV-19 death from the COVID-19, they put it in if a person just literally got ran over by a car and they happen to have the virus and they call it a COVID death, as you know. When a person has a reaction to this vaccine, they do the exact opposite. They disregard the vaccine and say, well, he actually had an allergenic reaction because he already had an allergy issue. Or they'll blame it on, uh, say, a COPD issue. It's interesting that in this particular issue, how they rule out the idea of it's, it's actually caused by the virus. Vaccine. Well, here's an example. 78-year-old died two days after the Pfizer shot. Uh, and the doctor said the administrator marked the death as natural causes. It's almost like we've read each other's mind right now. Isn't that amazing? 88 years old, died uh, five days after the vaccination. Here's a quote. Due to the proximity of the vaccination, the MD, the doctor, felt we should report the death, even though it was not believed to be related. There's my point. Exactly. Shall I keep going? Yes. Pointing out 24 deaths and 193 vaccinated people. This is in another nursing home. Uh, that's 12% mortality rate. 
So imagine going to a nursing home. Well, what would they do? Oh, by the way, there's a good, there's about a 12% mortality rate. So, you know, uh, 24, you basically are going to die. That's a hundred. Okay. Get this. Pay attention. 120 fold, 124 fold increase in mortality above COVID-19 deaths. That means if you get the shot, you have 124% increase in the probability that you're going to die than if you just contracted SARS-CoV-2. And again, if you do contract the SARS-CoV-2, then you have a, a minimum of an eight or nine month immunity and maybe even a lifelong. Well, we're going to get into that too. So, and they say this is the percentages for the death rate for the population at large. Scary. Hey, we got more coming. So, did we not on. tell you that we have information that will change your life? This this is information that they need to spread to every single person that's in their family and in their in their circle of friends because we we can literally save hundreds of lives, thousands of lives if, if this information that you're giving is spread. It's it, they need to know it. People yep. need to know this. So here's Biden. One now that he's elected, he wants to activate FEMA and National Guard to vaccinate as many Americans as possible. Here's where he donated 1.9 trillion and 400 billion. More than 390,000 people they say have died in the U.S. from the virus as Friday afternoon, according to John Hopkins. Uh, so this is their reason, but we know it's way overdiagnosed. Uh, both doses were given to Biden live on the camera. Isn't that fascinating? So supposedly he did and Kamala Harris received their first dose of Moderna. And I, I question that. But anyway, here's what you were saying. Natural immunity to COVID long-lasting. New study is showing natural immunity coronavirus could last years. Right. Right? Confirming that natural infection from the disease offers long-term protection. How about that? 188 recovered from COVID-19 cases. And up to eight months later, still we're showing higher levels of IgG and uh, memory B cells. So these are our um, white blood cells. Our and, T cells. Yep. That's your immune system. Uh, go back to what's the number again that we are dedicating to this uh, pandemic for uh, 400 vaccines? billion for vaccines. Okay. So I don't know the number. I wish I would have done this research before we went on air, but I'd like to know how many uh, people, I know Tony Robbins talks about this a lot. People are starving. Literally, we have people in this day and age starving to death. They don't have enough food. If we just gave a fraction of that money, we can save thousands. We can feed of, the whole country. We can feed countries. Countries with this countries. money who are dying right now. People are literally dying for lack of food. But instead of doing that, we are funding vaccines, which are of limited use and could possibly limited pop. use. They're they're dangerous. And they can they kill continue you. to spread the infection. Here's New England Journal of Medicine. Antibody status and incidence of SARS-CoV-2 infection with healthcare workers. December 23rd, 2020. 12,000 healthcare workers uh, who were determined to have, have been exposed to SARS-CoV-2. Previous infection resulting in antibodies, SARS-CoV-2 is associated with protection and from reinfection for most people for at least six months. 12,000 people showed protection from reinfection within six months. The first vaccination doesn't last 21 days. We already went through a uh, healthcare workers that, that still got COVID within three days. And here, natural infection lasts six to eight months or longer, even years. Right. Isn't that fascinating? I choose God's way. 
Yep, Bloomberg, how COVID-19 vaccine could end up uh, helping the virus spread. People who get vaccinated remain ca- capable of carrying and transmitting the virus. Do we need to go on? Have a 19% efficacy, efficacy. Here's another one. 13 Israelis suffer facial paralysis from COVID vaccination. So this is happening all over the world. So they're doctors in the healthcare system. So they have uh, Professor Galia Rahav, if that's her name. Sorry about my pronunciation. She's the director of Infectious Disease Unit at Sheba Medical Center in Israel. So it's true what she says. She didn't feel comfortable with people that have paralysis giving them another vaccination, dose two. So no one knows if this is connected. So you give them a vaccine, they didn't have paralysis, and now they have paralysis, but we don't know if it's connected. But what she says, you know, I think before we give them the second dose, that their paralysis should go away first. Right. They're talking about something called Bell's palsy. And um, I know somebody who actually had this, uh, as not my patient, but a, a friend of a patient. And they actually had the goal to recommend to her that she waits until the Bell's palsy goes away. It may not ever go away, by the way, Dr. Fred. And if it does go away to get the second dose, my feeling is if you're that uh, enough to get the second dose. You just left out a word there. I did. I'm just. So basically, if you get paralysis from the first dose and you're dumb enough to get a second dose. I didn't say that. No, you didn't. I did. Okay. And basically, you don't put two and two together and you actually trust people to do this again and you don't question no one deserves paralysis but it's like wake up man it's like if you have that much cognitive dissonance if you're willing to push away the facts that hard nobody deserves paralysis but you are going to get what you volunteered for it's super sad that people have bought into this to such a degree that they actually get such a severe reaction like Bell's palsy. Literally, you lose the side of your face. For you to think about maybe I should get a second dose, I'd, it blows my mind that even not only they would go and get a second dose, but a doctor would actually inject them with a second dose. That a doctor would actually do that. And we take the Hippocratic law, right? Do First no do harm, no harm. not law, and, but oath. We also know that most reactions, the most severe reactions, are not for the first dose. The most severe of reactions, negative reactions, are from the second dose of the vaccine. Exactly. Well, here's Dr. Simone Gold. She's one that started the frontline doctors that sat mm-hmm. on the steps of Washington. That they. Uh, she also uh, she is a board certified emergency room doc and an attorney. And she actually got fired from two hospitals for prescribing hydroxychloroquine where they've been using it for years. So she got fired for that. Now she has a lawsuit. She's very confident she's going to win. But here's here's her what she's talking about, the experimental COVID vaccination. Now, it was interesting to watch a video and she did a summary and there was hundreds of people in this audience. And she said, you can't call it a vaccination legally because there's no studies. It has no independent published animal studies. It shows no proof that it stops transmission of the virus. And it shows proof that it causes a possibility of lifelong infertility. So she's saying, based that it doesn't have scientific research to back the safety and efficacy, you can't call it a vaccination. It's experimental biological material. 
This is a an idea nine months ago. How can you possibly have a long-term study on something that we didn't even know existed a year ago? Exactly. How could that possibly be? So they wrote a white paper on experimental vaccinations for, for COVID-19. And um, so I have a couple of quotes. Mandates for experimental medical therapies are neither permissible or advisable. So basically for the health population, that's why you experiment on animals and not on humans, right? Because it's inhumane. Right. And right now what's actually happening is genocide. When you have a 12.4 or 124 full time increase of dying with a vaccination, that's intentional genocide. So here's ex-Pfizer, head of respiratory research, Dr. Michael Yearden, and the uh, head of the public health department, Dr. Wolfgang Wodang, filed an application with the medicine agency responsible for the European-wide drug approval. So it goes all the way down. And, and these and scientists, around 27 other scientists say this should not be continued until a study design is available that is suitable to address the significant safety concerns. Expre and this is expressed by 27 scientists and some very high-level people. So he was an officer at Pfizer. I love, you know, thank God for him. I mean, we have actually somebody with uh, ethics and some integrity in the, uh, in the drug world. Here we go. The Department of Health and Human Services, along with the Department of Defense, stated that because warp speed vaccine candidates use new, unlicensed vaccine production methods, they have limited previous data on safety in humans. And again, this remind people, if they get injured by this shot, uh, what can they do, Dr. Fred? Nothing. Nothing. Because they're, why do they have immunity? Drug companies have immunity. Yeah, not only that, but there is something, a National Vaccine Injury Protection Act. So if you get injured by a regular type of vaccine, there is a certain fund that the government has set up, again, to safeguard the uh, drug companies from getting sued. So you can go get some recompense from this actually uh, fund that the government has. This particular vaccine uh, bypasses that. So you can't even go after that if you get injured by this vaccine. Right. And here's Vares's backup, V-A-E-R-S, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting Systems, that reports less than 1% of vaccine adverse reactions. Now, this I just came out and saw this today. Merck, big time, big time pharmaceutical company, scraps COVID vaccines. This pharmaceutical company that can make billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars, right? They say, we're not going to do it. Why? Because it's more effective to get the virus and recover. Man, you have a pharmaceutical yeah. company think with a conscience. Think how bad that must be for them to say that. They know. You don't think that they know all these other previous stats and figures that you just read? Yeah, of they know what's they going do. on with Pfizer. And they know what's they going do. on with Moderna. And they actually have a conscience. Now, what they're doing is they are working on a couple drugs that can fight COVID-19 but they're out of the vaccine industry for COVID-19 because they know it kills people. And we don't even know what the long-term effects. I mean, these are just immediate deaths. And could I say that this is just stuff that we can uncover. God knows what's going on that they are seeing that, that they haven't even released or that we haven't been able to be, uh, it's not discoverable yet. 
Yeah, and here's here's uh, what it says in this article. The pharma giant reported this morning that it's decided to drop development of the two SARS-CoV of COVID vaccinations. So uh, here's what they say. Taking a look at phase one data, it simply doesn't measure up to either the natural immune response seen in people exposed to the virus or the vaccines already on or near the market. So basically, natural exposure has this most powerful immunity without any side effects. Imagine that. Man, drop the mic. Here you go. Doing my homework for you guys because you need to know this. Again, let's just talk about this. What's the fatality rate of this vaccine across the general uh, population? Fatality rate. I don't know, but in these two studies, apparently, at least in nursing homes, it's 8 to 12%. No, I'm talking about the fatality rate naturally if you don't get a vaccine. Oh, 0.1%. And so we are showing something that's far more deadly than the vaccine itself for most people. Well, and here's the thing. So L.A., the superintendent, wants all kids to have it, right? Kids have a 99.9. That's a probability that they're going to heal from. But it's actually greater than that. Right. Um, I think it's 99.99. Uh, people over over 80, I believe it is, have a 95. I think it's 95.6. The general population has a 90. Well, they, they determined that the death rate was 0.26, but that was way, way, way over-diagnosed. So that means the general public has a 99.74. General public, that's 20 to 60s. To 65, I believe, has a 99.74. Over 80 has a 95. I think it's 0.6, either 0.6 or 0.4. And again, let's not forget that uh, the model that was first used uh, back when they were coming out with the vaccine was a a fatality rate of 2%. Right. So that whole model that was originally started this whole agenda is completely false. It's not true. Nobody even believes it. And, um, well, it's not even that believes it. I, you know, right now I'm blanking on the guy. It was a computerized model. I forget his name right now. But he even two days later, after he gave that estimation, retracted right. those studies, right. retracted his numbers. Well, that's because people try to recompute and get his fatality rate, and nobody can come up with the same the same end result. Yeah. So here's the bottom line, gang. Here's what you're not seeing on mainstream media. Here's what you you have to be connected. To groups. So, one, listen to these podcasts. Please subscribe. Please share and send this around the world. This is vital information. This is life or death information. It really is. In fact, I got an 88 year, fa- year old father, and uh, he goes to chiropractor, he goes to acupuncture, he does all that. But man, when he's got a symptom, he runs to the MD. So, I need to call him this week and share this with him because he's probably going to get COVID vaccination. I've, I've already shared with my sisters. That I haven't, A, I haven't seen him in a year. B, we may never see him again, especially since now they're starting to bring the vaccinations. Just starting, I believe, it was this week or last week in Orange County. So another thing is I have a client. I coach chiropractors, and their office manager had an 88-year-old mother and completely healthy, independent drive. She was only on one medication. I think it was um, for high cholesterol or something. I'm not sure. And completely independent, her daughter takes her to the doctor to get a vaccination. This woman didn't even want the COVID vaccination, right? So the nurse goes, which arm do you want it in? And her response is, your arm. That's probably why she's 88 years old and still independent. 
daughter makes her take the vaccination. This was two weeks ago. She died today, and today's mm. or she died a few days ago, and her funeral was today. Oh, that's super sad. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm hearing this because I coach doctors. I mean, you have a you have a very you take care of a lot of people here and I don't practice anymore, but I talk to doctors actually in different countries as well, all over the world. And I hear the stories, not so much of patients because the patients are healthy because of chiropractic, but people that patients know, family members, friends, bosses. I had another client, father-in-law, uh, committed suicide because his uh, business is tanked. Yep. I mean, this is going on and on and on. So share this. Send it around. This is part two. Watch part one. There's so much information coming out daily. We're probably going up to part 10 on this. We're going to keep you updated with exactly what's going on with COVID vaccination and I'm not going to tell you what to do, but hell no, don't get that vaccination. <laughs> that we may have to delete that part, but probably not. But we do want them to listen to our, also the previous podcast because we went through a sequential uh, kind of ad advice, if you will, about how to keep themselves well. Because again, this yeah, comes the down S's. the four S's. This comes down to this: it's the bio terrain, as Louis Pasteur said, it is not the seed; it's the soil. The germs are merely opportunistic vectors of disease. They themselves are not the cause of disease. So this is the time to make sure that you are well, that you see your chiropractor, that you get plenty of rest, you get plenty of sunshine, go outside, get the exercise, take your supplements, and let's not worry about the seed. And breathe fresh air. Take that freaking mask off. Thank you so much. All right. Love you guys. Peace. See you next Ring week. The bell.